with SBS Radio. This bulletin, the Disability Royal Commission told the National Disability Insurance Scheme is a failure in remote indigenous communities. The Treasurer defends a decision to ditch pandemic leave payments and free rapid antigen tests for concession card holders. And against protocol, Chinese officials appeared at the Pacific Islands Forum to listen to US Vice President Kamala Harris. Disability Royal Commission has been told the National Disability Insurance Agency does not understand indigenous cultures or how people living in remote parts of Australia live. The inquiry has turned its attention to the treatment and experiences of thousands of indigenous people with disabilities in remote communities. Barriers to access the NDIS and disability services are among the issues being examined during the inquiry's sitting in Alice Springs. It is also considering whether those hurdles cause or contribute to violence, abuse, neglect and exploitation of indigenous people with disability. The Royal Commission has been told poverty in remote indigenous communities is hampering access to the National Disability Insurance Scheme. The Women's Council says many families live in overcrowded housing and rely on social security for their income. Advocates also say people with disability living in a remote area which straddles the Western Australian, Southern, South Australian and Northern Territory borders often do not understand their NDIS plan. Former Prime Minister Tony Abbott says details behind an Indigenous voice to Parliament should be released before Australians vote in a referendum. Advocates of the constitutional change say the question needs to be kept as simple as possible to maximise the yes vote for national approval. They say the detail of, of how the voice operates can be added after national endorsement is received for the broader concept. But Mr Abbott says such a strategy was flawed. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese used his post-election victory speech to underline his promise of a referendum on the voice, which is a key part of the Uluru Statement from the Heart. Indigenous Australians Minister Linda Barney has pledged a comprehensive public education campaign before the vote is held. The Federal Treasurer has defended a decision to scrap pandemic leave payments and free rapid antigen tests for concession card holders despite rising COVID-19 case numbers. The Prime Minister has urged concession card holders to get free rapid antigen tests they are eligible for while they still can. The government has confirmed a scheme that would provide 10 free rapid antigen tests to concession card holders over a three-month a three-month period will finish on July 31. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is Fiji banned for the Pacific Islands Forum Leaders Meeting. Leaders from 15 nations are gathering to discuss ways to gather more international support and funding to fight the impacts of climate change and security threats in the region. Speaking to the ABC's RN Breakfast, Mr Albanese said he hopes to restore Australia's reputation and relations with regional leaders. Uh, My message will be that Australia is back re-engaged with the Pacific that we have a suite of measures of support, as well as, of course, our position on climate change is something that's really an entree to get through the door of credibility 
with our Pacific Island neighbours because for them it's a threat to their very existence. And one of my messages will be that our support doesn't come with strings attached. Chinese officials have appeared at the Pacific Islands Forum during an address by United States Vice President Kamala Harris. The virtual appearance was a diplomatic coup for the United States, which is seeking to counter the growing presence of China in the region. It's unclear whether the two Chinese officials were authorized to be present at the event. Vice President Kamala Harris pledged two new U.S. embassies at Kiribati and Tonga despite the former nation pulling out of the forum just before it was set to begin. She also announced a major increase in funding to the region over the next decade, saying the U.S. and Pacific are inextricably linked. We recognize that in recent years, the Pacific Islands may not have received the diplomatic attention and support that you deserve. So today I am here to tell you directly, we are going to change that. The president of Sri Lanka has fled the country days after protesters stormed his home, office and the official residence of his prime minister. President Gotabaya Rajapaksa, his wife and two bodyguards left aboard a Sri Lankan Air Force plane bound for the Maldives. His brother, former finance minister Basil Rajapaksa, has also left the crisis-hit country. The president's younger brother was prevented from from leaving the country 24 hours earlier by immigration officials, but he is now said to be heading to the United States. The BBC is reporting British Special Forces soldiers allegedly killed detainees and unarmed men in suspicious circumstances during counterinsurgency operations in Afghanistan. The, the Panorama investigation says it has uncovered 54 suspicious killings carried out by one British SAS unit on a six-month tour of Afghanistan in 2010 and 2011. It also claimed former head of the British Army, General Sir Mark Carlton Smith, did not report the alleged murders to authorities. The British Ministry of Defence says it believes the Panorama programme jumps to unjustified conclusions from allegations that have already been fully investigated. The United Kingdom leadership race is now down to eight contenders. Top, top MPs begin voting this Wednesday to elect a successor to Boris Johnson. Rishi Sonak, Liz Truss, Tom Togendat, Kemi Badenoch, Penny Mordant, Jeremy Hunt, Nadim Zahawi and Suela Beverman each secured the 20 nominations from fellow MPs needed to enter the contest. Sajiv Javid, Grant Sharps and Raymond Christie pulled out of the contest as they failed to attract enough support. Back home, leaders are boosting Australia's biosecurity response in a bid to prevent foot and mouth disease spreading in the country. This week, farmers urged travellers from Bali and the rest of Indonesia to throw out their thongs and footwear before arriving in Australia to stop the highly contagious foot and mouth disease spreading. Foot and mouth disease appeared in the archipelago in May and spread to Bali last week. Deputy New South Wales Premier and Minister for Regional New South Wales, Paul Toole, echoed the warning to travellers. Now if we see foot and mouth disease here in this country, it could have an $80 billion impact on the livestock industry. This would be disastrous. This would impact on many businesses uh, and their income here in this country. 
When you have a look at foot and mouth disease, we've done a pretty good job to ensure that we've kept Australia free of foot and mouth disease over the past 130 years. But we've got to make sure that we are leaving no stone unturned at the moment to ensure that we do not see foot and mouth disease here in this country. And two major Australian retailers are being investigated by the Privacy Monitoring Watchdog for their use of facial recognition technology in stores. An investigation will assess Kmart and Bunnings' use of the technology, which captures images of shoppers' faces and stores' unique face prints. The retailers say facial recognition is being used in some stores to protect shoppers and staff, combat antisocial behaviour and reduce theft. But the Office of the Australian Information Commissioner has concerns over the company's personal information handling practices. The information, the information collected could be in breach of Australia's privacy laws. And to sport, Brendan Smith has received a three-game ban after swearing at rugby league referee Adam Gee. Mr Smith made derogatory comments during a game against the Cronulla Sharks last Thursday to criticise Mr Gee's decision to deny his team a restart midway through the second half of the game. The Storm hooker appeared virtually before the judiciary who unanimously decided on a ban on Tuesday night. Mr. Smith has since apologised to the game and referee Adam Gee. And now having a look at the weather around the country. Broome, sunny 28, Perth mostly sunny 22, Adelaide partly cloudy 15, Melbourne showers 13, Hobart a shower 2, 11, Albury Wodonga cloudy 13, Canberra partly cloudy 12, Wollongong a shower 2, 15, Sydney much the same 16, Newcastle showers increasing 16, Brisbane becoming windy 19 degrees, Townsville sunny day ahead 22, Keynes mostly sunny 25, Alice Springs sunny 16, Darwin, sunny as well, and a top of 29. And the Torres Strait Islands, similar conditions with a top of 28 degrees. And that is NITV Radio News. Want to hear more stories like this? Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.